Hey, 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 it's Shelly Shell here with another episode. Wait a minute, it's our second episode of the WMMA. I can't even believe it. I just recently had the chance to sit down with the Daywalker, UFC fighter and Invicta fighter, Peggy Morgan. She came off uh, a tough loss, and uh, now I really know why Ronda Rousey and one of her coaches, Chuck O'Neill, call, uh, say about her, Peggy doesn't give a fuck, because she doesn't. Honestly, she came out after a loss, and I loved how she handled it against, uh, she, she got knocked out against uh, Megan Anderson and ha- suffered a brutal punch. Everybody thought, you know, her jaw was broken, and she, the way she handled it, I just adore it was awesome. So here she is, Peggy Morgan. Hey, 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 it's Shelly Shell here with the WMMA, and here we are with our second episode, and I have the Daywalker with me, Peggy Morgan. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being here. She's looking good, you guys. She's looking great. There's, you know, like I'm looking at her after I saw her fight. I was like, holy shit, what the hell? Um, how are you feeling? I feel much better. I feel good. Thank you. Yeah, she looks great. She does still have a, a little bit of bruising. I can see actually, did it come down the side? Of yeah, it drained. So like my, I had a lot of blood in my cheek, I guess. And then like as it healed, it drained down and it's all the way in my chest now. Yeah, There's like a little swoosh there. Wow. So I have to say, and I don't know how it came about, but like that video meme that you guys posted. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little the, bit about The one Tyson took? So yes. um, after the fight, my cheek was, was pretty inflated. And we were riding in the elevator, and I was kind of joking around because one half of my felt, face felt like pretty normal. Like I couldn't, I couldn't see it, but I, I felt like I probably looked okay on one side and the other side was like completely disfigured. So we started joking about the, the Phantom of the Opera. And then one of my corner men decided to play the corner of the, the, the Phantom of the Opera music while I like slowly, like I was facing the camera with like the good side of my face and slowly turned so you could see the bad side. Oh, no. And like we just kind of did it as a joke that night to like send to a few friends. And then I wasn't planning to post it on the internet, but people kept like kind of hinting that maybe I should so finally when it got to the point where I knew my face would return to normal I went ahead and posted it if you haven't seen it you have to see it because it's the funniest post fight video from a fighter it's pretty bad I look I look like a mutant it, it, uh, it was awesome. And one of my corner men awesome. was laughing hysterically the entire time. So. Yeah, he was pretty bad. It was it was it was, it was awesome. Later. Yeah, totally awesome. So, um, gotta ask because there was all this talk, and you kind of have such a great sense of humor about being injured like that during a fight, and and two not winning the fight and still being injured, but still coming off uh, so gracefully with that type of injury because everybody was horrified. We thought your jaw got broken. Yeah, I mean it looked bad. I heard that. And um, <laughs> so. Oh, what, what, what was, um, you know, uh, after the fight, um, what did you think about it? Like after having all that happen, because it was, it was kind of fast. Oh yeah, it was pretty quick. Like in the fight, I honestly didn't realize how bad my face looked. I was a little surprised when the ref stopped it. Like I wasn't totally shocked. Like I could see it might happen, but Mm -hmm. like I didn't, 
I didn't think I was in that much trouble. I was planning to set up a sweep. Um, and I was kind of bitching a little bit afterwards at the ref. Like, he came out of the cage with me while they were examining me. And I was bitching about it being a bad stoppage. And my manager kept saying, no, it was, it was a good stoppage. It was a good stoppage. And then, like, two hours later, when I finally looked in the mirror, I completely understood. Yeah. Um, just based on, like, what they saw, yeah, it looked like my jaw was broken. Yeah. But, it, like, it really wasn't at all. Um, and... Well, you said your face blows up like a balloon. Oh, yeah, I swell really easily. But mm-hmm. that was that was exceptionally bad. Like, it was, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't broken considering how terrible it looked. But it really didn't feel that bad. Like, I could I could touch it and squish it, and I could still, like, move my face around and everything. Really? Yeah, so there was, like, actually nothing except for, like, superficial swelling. Um, this is the thing that most, uh, like, guys were so afraid of to see, like, women get I like, know. beaten up exactly. or battered that way. <laughs> uh, you know, it's by another woman, but still, they, they didn't want to kind of see that. It was definitely, it was very ugly. Um, I mean, all you can do is really kind of have fun. I've always kind of had that sense of humor. I remember one time in, like, eighth grade, I got stung. A bee flew up my nose and stung me, and, like, half of my face swelled up, and I thought it was hilarious, um, which I don't think most 14-year-old girls would think. Like, they'd think, oh, my gosh, I have to go to school like this, and everybody's going to make fun of me, but I, I thought it was pretty funny. Like, I got to play this character for a few days of this, like, I don't know, man without a face or whatever. Um, So, like, I I knew it was going to go back to normal. Like, I mean, all you can do is laugh. Like, I knew going into that fight that it was a tough fight. I knew that if I didn't get to the ground, I was going to be in trouble. Like, I knew she hit harder than me. Like, I just, I knew, I knew what I was getting into. So, Mm -hmm. like, to be bummed about it and be sad, like, I, I was sad initially, and then I, I cried, and I got over it, and it became something to joke about. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to get over that side. So what's next for you for uh, fights coming up? Anything? Or? I don't know. Like, right now, I'm kind of, like, taking some time to think about it. Like, I might I might be done fighting. I might just do jujitsu. Like, um, I mean, I love boxing and kickboxing and MMA, and I'll always be involved in it, but I don't enjoy, like, fight training like I used to like I there's never a point where I'm not excited to go do jujitsu like I'm always excited to go do jujitsu I'm always excited to train I'm always excited to roll but like there's a lot of times that like going into spar I am dreading it like I don't want to do it it's just like it doesn't yeah it doesn't appeal to me the way it used to so I'm going to take a little time and just see how I feel and like kind of like just trust my gut on it I'm not making any decisions right now that's good um so even after that, on your thread, like on your Facebook thread, you had noticed um, when you went out after the fight, and of course your face was bruised and stuff like that, and you're at like places that people don't know you, and um, you know where there's um, a lot of women's issues on, you know, that are kind of in the limelight now, even more so I think now, and with domestic violence and stuff like that, that not one person. Um, you know, came up to check on you. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty alarming. I've noticed that in the past, that I'll go out with black eyes and people will kind of look and then look away. Um, I think this was a little more disturbing just because my face was, like, so bad. Like, it really looked like somebody beat the crap out of me. Um, And the fact that, I mean, I was going to the grocery store, I was going out to restaurants, I was, like, I was just living a normal life, but no one addressed it. Like, no one, I mean, it was obvious everybody saw it and nobody once mentioned it. which was alarming to me because what if I'd been the victim of domestic violence? Like, how would that make me feel? Yeah. That, like, it, it didn't seem like something that was worth addressing and everybody's just going to ignore it and let it happen. And I can understand. Like, I've, 
I would feel uncomfortable too. Like I wasn't really judging people because I know I've been in the same situation. Like I remember going through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through like a couple years ago when the woman serving me had like a really bad black eye and feeling like, oh, I should say something, but feeling really uncomfortable because I don't know her and like I didn't want her to feel like I was making assumptions about her. But then at the same time, like kind of feeling like a responsibility as a human. And I ended up not saying anything. Like it's, like I don't, I don't know what the right thing to do in that situation is. And it's more of like a... A shame kind of It thing. is. It's something like as a society that we need to... I don't know. It just says something about us, I think. Yeah. And I mean, more often than not, it's um, the domestic, well, domestic violence is there a, a man beating a woman or a woman beating a man. I think that does happen. It does happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is addressed even less. Yeah. So it's yeah. even like more shameful because yeah. guys don't want to admit that their girlfriend's beating them up. Right. So when you came home from this fight, and I know I've talked to you before about like, you know, you're out there to win and, you know, your son's really important to you and how he perceives this and everything like that. So, I mean, what was that? What was your thoughts when you knew you were going to go home and, and he was going to see you? The whole, like the whole fight was actually harder. I mean, which is part of one of the reasons that I'm thinking about taking a break. It's harder for him now because he's, he's six and a half now. And this was the first fight where he like really fully understood like what was going on. Actually, he didn't really fully. He, he understood enough about what was going on to like be really nervous about it. Um, in the past, he'd like be worried about how long I was going to be gone because after the ultimate fighter, he like worried that maybe I was going to be gone for months again. But he didn't really worry about me as much and this was the first time that he was like he was like really concerned like he'd wake up he'd wake up in the middle of the night to ask me about it like he was he was having a hard time he was getting getting very anxious and kind of being weird um but then like I called after the fight to let him know like hey my face is messed up but I'm okay and then I when I went and got him um he he actually was fine like he came right up to me and I asked him if he wanted to touch my face. I said he could feel it because it didn't hurt that bad. So he kind of like poked at it a little bit. And like that, that was that. It didn't take him long to like completely forget I was hurt. Like if you have children, you know how they are. They're headbutting you and like rolling all over on top of you. And I had to keep saying like, be careful of my face. Mama's face is hurt. And he'd be like, what? Oh, oh, oh yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, he forgot pretty quickly. Oh, that's good. And he's, um, how old is he? Six and a half. He's six and a half. So there was um, some other things, too, about bullying and stuff like that, and your concern about that. And, and uh, does, is, does that happen? Like, you're teaching now kids and yeah. stuff like that. Do you run into that with uh, teaching the kids? Like, it's, I mean, in here it's not because we teach jujitsu. That's what I've been teaching. Um, I mean, there's been a couple incidents, but, like, it doesn't happen too often, and I, Oliver hasn't really, my son hasn't really experienced it yet, but I, I know it's a thing that happens, and I mean, for me, like, I just want him to be somebody who feels confident, like, standing up for himself, because he, he's not very much like me. He's, like, very, he's a very sensitive kid. He's, um, he's somebody that will worry too much about somebody else's feelings to, like, maybe say what he thinks, because he, he doesn't want to hurt somebody else. It's actually, like, a very something we usually associate with like being a feminine quality like a lot of women do that we don't want to we don't want to rock the boat or like make somebody angry so we are you know politely quiet instead of standing up for ourselves and I see that in him and it like it worries me so I'm I'm probably a little bit too vocal about being like now if somebody hurts you you hurt them back but like it's me being protective I worry that he's going to let people walk on him because he because he just wants everybody to get along yeah yeah um, so raising a son though, like, um, you're a single mom yeah. and raising a son and you're a fighter, you know, like, I mean, 
he's going to pick up some of that on some some level. Like, you know, does he train at all? Yeah, or? he does jujitsu. Yeah. He actually took the kids' jujitsu class. He doesn't love it. Yeah. Um, he's doing it, though. That's good. Um, I'm pretty adamant he has to do something. He's actually been, like, putting gloves on and hitting the bags more. He seems to be more into the striking, which is, that's fine, too. Um, I want him to, I want him to do some sort of martial art. He, he said he wanted to take up karate, but I think that was just to torment his dad, who also does jujitsu. Like, I think that was his big rebellion. I'm going <laughs> to quit doing jujitsu and do karate. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. So, um, part of the thing, too, is, um, we've never talked about this, um, like, on whatever like uh, you know publicly or whatever but yeah. you know when you were cutting weight yeah you know, I've always had this question too like I mean how the hell did you do it I I used to cut way too much weight this this last fight was actually the first fight where I didn't have an extremely shitty weight cut um I I made weight pretty easily this time I was actually under and I was like I woke up in the morning was able to drink but usually um I've cut over 18 pounds in water at least holy crap I can't even count. Like probably at least four or five times. And how tall are you? You're like I'm what? six one. Six one. So like when I cut to thirty five, um, I started at like one hundred and fifty three pounds and cut from there. Just like in twenty four hours, went from one fifty three to one thirty five, which was insanely dangerous and probably stupid. And I never should have fought at thirty five. And then I, I did the same thing, uh, fighting at forty five a couple of times where I just didn't. Like, I think I screwed up my metabolism, honestly, getting down to 35. And, like, I'm now I'm back in a place where, like, I eat quite a bit and, like, my weight is staying low. But, like, for, like, a couple of years, I was having a really hard time keeping the weight off just because I'd starved myself so badly. Like, after I got off the Ultimate Fighter, just from cutting to 35 twice in, like, four weeks or whatever, like, like I packed on the pounds after I got back. And it just got very hard to cut at all. So I ended up, like, doing huge water cuts, which... Um, I think they're bad for any fighter. They're probably especially bad for a female just because our bodies are different. I mean, there hasn't been enough studies, but I do think it's harder for women to cut the water weight. Yeah, and then, I mean, like, isn't, um, I, I thought uh, they're making some changes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and um, I don't know how that's going to affect, you know, the classes, the weight. I don't think, they're not changing the weight classes, last I heard, um, but, like, the certain states, and I know the UFC is implementing something, like, for me, um, Invicta hasn't started doing it, but the UFC is doing, like, you can't cut more than, I want to say, 8%. So for uh, 145, you can't weigh more than 158. Like, because you, you fly in a few days before your fight. Like, if you're fighting Saturday, they'll fly you in Tuesday. And as soon as you arrive Tuesday, they'll put you on a scale and weigh you. Like, no matter what they do that now, just because they want to. And then they, they're they giving you a couple of days, at. too. They're giving you a couple of days instead of the night before, right, now? Um, like, a day and a half. Like, Invicta yeah. did early weigh-in. So yeah. usually I would weigh in at, like, 4 or 5 in the evening, and I waited at 10 in the morning. So how did you feel about that? Like I this, loved this time? it. Yeah. It was so, awesome. And then you could eat. And you oh, yeah, I woke up. I, like, made weight. I went and ate all the fruit, had a little swim in the pool. It was great. It was, like, much, it was much more relaxing. It just felt better than, like, because usually what happens is you're at weight earlier in the morning. Like, let's say weigh-ins are, you know, Thursday. You're, you're usually on weight by, like, 11 or 12, and you're just sitting there, like, uh-huh. dehydrated and miserable for five hours just, like, waiting for weigh-ins to happen. So. Um, so when, when we look at that, I mean, like the, the whole weight cut thing, I mean, do people get like really bad? Like, you know, do they bulimia? Like, are they like um, doing any of that? I mean, that's not really related or, to the water cut, but, um, but like, do I, you, I've never personally known any fighters who are bulimic. I do think it's, uh, I, I think we're prone to. 
like body image disorders in a way. I don't want to say eating yeah. disorder, but the body image thing because like around competition time we get so like lean and you you like seeing yourself that way and there's pictures of you that way and people kind of expect you to look that way but then like between competitions you'll you know you put on 20 30 pounds and like i mean look at ronda rousey like everybody like talks shit about her for getting fat i mean that's pretty standard that's what the guys do like they put on that kind of weight too like most fighters don't look like they look in a fight like in between in between camps so i mean we do kind of suffer from like like feeling fat when we're not really fat like right, we're built like a normal athletic person but because you can't see like every single one of our muscles through our skins we're, we're fat it's just crazy i'm like thinking it's just nuts you know looking at you guys as athletes and then it turns that that coin of, yeah. of whatever especially for females like because it, it is so much in appearance yeah it definitely is so, are you going to be more teaching now, do you think? Um, or I don't know. I'm still kind of, like, figuring out what I want to do. I mean, probably. I, I think, like, like mentoring is probably something I'll fall into. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready to be that selfless yet to just, like, start teaching, but we'll see. Like, definitely more jujitsu competition just for a while while I kind of, like, it's like a, you know, finding, finding my place in the world type thing. Like, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what's next and what, what feels comfortable, not force anything. So, the last thing I wanted to ask, and this has been on my mind a little bit, is, okay, what is the deal with the cats? That kind of started <laughs> accidentally. So it was like, it's like you have these cats, like meow, like these little kitty cats. <laughs> I love, I, well, I love cats. I've always liked cats. Yeah. I've always been a cat person. Um, it kind of started as a joke because Julie Kedzie, who was the matchmaker for Invicta, she's kind of being phased out now, and Caitlin uh-huh. Young's coming in because Julie's going off to get her MFA in creative writing. Oh, nice. Um, but she's also a crazy cat lady. So I started, when I, when I wanted another fight, I'd just tweet her pictures of cats, and then it started picking up where other people were tweeting pictures of cats too, and then it turned into my cat-a-day thing where a bunch of people were tweeting pictures of cats at them. Um, so it was kind of like one of those jokes that, is it totally a joke? Because I really do like cats. And like I like my last fight outfit, they like sent me the. I don't know what you call it. They sent me like the mock-ups for it, and I was like, "But where are the cats? Like, are you serious?" I'm like, <laughs> "Obviously." So then, like, I ended up with cats all over. It's got like cats on the waistband, and pictures of cats, and like my mouth guard had cats on it. There are cats everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I just think it's so great that uh, women are bringing all these kind of like. Oh, bringing a little, all of this different stuff into into MMA that normally wouldn't be That's there. true. You don't usually see a lot of kitties no, in MMA. No, no. So um, that was great. I, I, I'm surprised that uh, you're not going to, you're thinking about, you know, kind of, you know, maybe not fighting yeah, again. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where to go with it at this point. It's... Well, what do you think about young girls coming up? I think young girls. I think like the sport is evolving. Like it's starting to it's quickly catching up to where men's MMA is. Like there's some younger females out there that are just like astounding. Like they're so well rounded. Um, like I was heading in that direction, but we like the like the pioneer women didn't have that. Most of us were like boxers or we were grapplers. Or, like you know we'd like we know one thing well, and now it's coming to a point where these girls are starting really young and like they're extremely well rounded. Um, and it's just it's a different ball game now. Yeah, they know a lot of different things. They're yeah. getting a lot of different, and they're they're starting so young. Oh, it's great! It's, it's awesome. Like we have, they're natural. We have so ability. many females in our like our kids' jujitsu program, and like the girls like pick it up faster than the boys. Like at age six, like right. boys are like 
and the girls are like, like, like they're really like doing jujitsu while the boys are like, you know, playing with the bees in their brains and. Oh man, really? That's so fascinating. Yeah. Wow. But then they hit ten, and they kind of like I don't know everything. Things changes. Yeah, all the hormones all kick they, in. Or exactly. Something. Then they get like shy and like. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, they start developing breasts and yeah, whatever. everything gets crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. They start totally. getting that. Oh wow! So um, that's great. Um, I guess I got to wrap it up here. Um, no, let me think. I thought you had second. an epiphany. Did you? I go did, ahead? and I kind of forgot. Like, Such where? Forget. I won't yeah. forget. <laughs> I won't forget, and so I did forget. Podcast, yeah, I forget. Fresh. Give me a sec. Um, Is it pancreatic cancer? Ah, pancreatic, pancreatic. cancer. Yeah, no, okay. pancreatic. That's a big one. I was trying to remember. I knew it was like the really bad one. That like it's like yeah, everybody fatal. gets that pancreatic cancer. That's horrible. Ugh, that's what it was. Um, mm, mm, mm. I kind of went through my whole list here of little things to talk about. What's that? Off the dome, I know. I can't. I'm like, Bleh. you know what? This is my sleepy time. Mine too. Yeah. Oh, mine too. So I'm like, ah. So, oh, okay. With the whole sale of the UFC, where do you think this is going to go now? Like, what do you think? Like, even, like, do you think, I mean, like, I don't know what the company is that purchased. I I don't know anything about, like, the business side of any of this. And I don't follow the UFC stuff as closely as, like, a lot of, like, dedicated fans do. So I have have no idea. Um, Yeah. No clue. Yeah. I've heard, like, I've heard, like, probably the same rumors as everybody else. It's terrible for the athletes. It's going to be great for the athletes. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of have to see what happens. It would be nice to see like pay increase because it's it's ludicrous like how little fighters are paid compared to other professional athletes, um, mm-hmm. especially like given like what we put into it and the risks we take and all of that. But I mean, I can't I can't see that happening. Like especially when something's just sold and they're trying to like make investors happy, like raising everybody's salary probably like isn't in the cards. So. Interesting, huh? That that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, you know. As, I mean, as long as people yeah. are willing to do it for cheap, why yeah. would they pay us more? Yeah, right. Ugh. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I was just kind of curious to to see if, uh, you know, or thinking that will women's MMA survive it too? I mean, oh, I'm I know, sure it will. I'm sure it will. I know it is now, like, going pretty well where they've had, like, um, you know, watch the fights and how, you know, um, well, there was Ronda Rousey at the top, and there was Holly Holm and, yeah. and Misha. Now, and like the now there's Joanna's Amanda and, popular. There's yeah, Nunes, and yeah. I mean, it's just shifted like boom, boom, boom since and since uh, Ronda was there. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they add a 125 pound division soon. I think there's a lot good. of talent in that weight division, so I can see that being the next one. Yeah, hopefully they do. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be really awesome. There's a lot of good-looking women in that division, too. And that, honestly, that drives it. Like, sadly, that's, like, the bottom line is. Yeah. If everybody yeah. in that division was ugly but, like, super talented, I'd be like, meh, probably not. But like, yeah. so if there's, like, some talented <laughs> girls that are also good-looking, there's a pretty good chance that they'll add that. Well, I think athletes in general are good-looking. I don't know. We get more concerned about it with the females, though. Yeah, I think we do, too. Definitely. Like, we're way more accepting of, like, an ugly male champion. Yeah. It's, 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 life. it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair at all. 
not even necessarily like an ugly male, but it's not even brought into play. Yeah, exactly. Else. It's not even like So mentioned. it's not even that he's ugly. Yeah. It's either like you don't comment on what he looks like or he's attractive. Yeah. There's no like, look at how ugly, like no one's like, look at how ugly Roy Nelson is. Yeah, it's true. It's like, no, one says, yeah. no one says anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, but like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm rooting for the hot guy. Yeah. I, I do what guys do to girls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you rooting for? Like, I don't know who's hotter. They probably have no idea how to react to that. Um, I don't know. The hot guy? What do you mean the hot guy? <laughs> thought I was a hot guy. And most male fighters are actually very comfortable talking about other men's physical appearances. Yeah. It's a little alarming. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah. Did you see his abs? Oh, yeah. He's got incredible abs. Look well, it's abs funny when they're the, 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 uh, who's, you know, Dana White or, or uh, Jill Rogan are in the background and the girls are weighing in and they're like... Nice. It's kind of honestly, like I was actually talking to Julie about this. It's hard to be standing behind fighters and looking down at the scale without looking like you're checking out their butt. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, I feel like looking down at the scale, like it looks oh, like you're checking man. out their butt. Yeah. That's that must be it because we're. I'm I sure mean, they're there's, also looking. Well, at their there's butts, photographs but. on online. Oh yeah, whatever, that they look literally like they're like hey, big. Thanks for listening. The WMMA podcast is for women, by women, about women. All right, so we really appreciate your support. This wouldn't be possible without everybody, every single one of you listening and watching and liking and loving the WMMA. So please follow us at facebook.com slash I love WMMA.